Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1233, and I'm Edmonton Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott, all part of Oilers Now. It, we are going to just get to a text before we bring in Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec. Alex in Lethbridge says, Bob... Did anybody have uh, the Oilers? Uh, did anybody outside of the Oilers fans or organization have Zach Hyman scoring 27 and 36 goals with uh, 83 points this year? Connor Brown's style and connection to 97 has major shades of that signing. Not expecting 36 goals and 83 points, but should any of us be surprised if he gets 25, 35, 60 playing with the best player on the world on a line where his skill set will fit like a glove? Can't wait to find out from Alex and Lethbridge. Well, I was uh, pretty stoked when the Edmonton Oilers got Zach Hyman. I did think he could score 25 to 30 goals. I didn't think he'd get 36, and I didn't think he'd get 83 points. I thought he could get, you know, maybe 25 to 60. And I think that Connor Brown can get 20 to 50, uh, like 20 goals, 50 points, just because he won't be on the first unit power play. But you make a valid point. He's played with McDavid before, and he's had outlier numbers when he did. Granted, it was junior. He's still, uh, I mean, I wouldn't underestimate Connor McDavid doing anything. And Connor Brown picked and choose this situation. Let's bring in board Mark Spector and get his thoughts on this. Hello, Spec. How are you doing? Bobby, what's going on today? Good. No surprise on the Oilers getting Connor Brown. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on the signing? A good signing. This guy that we've been talking about here in this town for a long time. I think he, that gritty, uh, you know, everyone's calling him Hyman Light, the guy that digs the pucks out, the guy that goes down low, the guy that scores uh, from close in is an excellent uh, you know, fits really well with some of the other players the Oilers have, right? Certainly with the way Drysaddle and McDavid play, uh, we've watched Hyman's skills equate to the numbers you just stated a second ago. Uh, that player on a team that's, that runs and guns, uh, he's a very useful player to have two of them. I think that's a good move by Ken Holland. Is he an upgrade on Kyler Yamamoto? Oh, absolutely he is. Yeah, he is. He's an upgrade on Kyler Yamamoto. In my opinion, now I think we have to we have to temper some of this, Bob, and including those numbers you just stated. I'm not sure. You know, the the bad news is coming off a torn ACL. The good news is it happened four games into last season. Right, it's been a long, long time. He's been rehabbing and skating. And if ever there's a guy that should be able to start a season and be ready to go after a major injury, it's this guy. 
But we, you and I have talked about this forever, Bobby. Guys coming off of bad shoulders, bad knees, bad hip injuries, they often take a few months to get going here. And I think we need to, Oilers fans will need to afford Connor Brown the time to find his game post-ACL surgery because that's not always, it isn't always something that happens by November 15th, Paul. All right. What would you say to the individuals out there that don't like the contract because of the $3.25 million that gets carried over to next year? Well, this is, this is just – who likes that? Nobody likes spending next year's money this year. But the, your alternative is you can't have the player. <laughs> you know, that's your alternative. So either you you know can I also hear a lot of those same voices uh, complaining about the lack of creativity by Ken Hall and he never pulls off these creative deals where other teams eat all the cap space and three team trades and you know this is a creative deal for a guy who's capped out and trying to win a cup this year. So no one, no one likes spending next year's money this year, Bobby. But I would ask you to find me a, a better alternative. You got a better idea? No. And the reality is the general manager uh, has basically a calendar year to figure out what he needs to do next year. It's about winning right here, right now. That's my response to that. Yeah, for sure. And if you have to clear some cap space next year, then get after it. Clear some cap space next year. One thing we have learned, there was a time when we looked at contracts and said, oh, my God, you'll never move that Milan Lucic contract. You'll never move that that uh, Neil contract in Calgary, you'll never move, you know, some of the large contracts, uh, Nathan Horton. But now we've learned you can always move a contract. So yeah. you're, you're never painted into a corner on the cap. Sometimes you got to move a good player, but you can always move cap space. Yeah. Well, and cap space can be weaponized as, as well. And the reality is, Mark, you and me started doing shows about 20 years ago, really. Okay. So let's go back to the fall of 03 when the Oilers were significantly challenged to financially compete against the NHL's elite at that time. Then we got into a time where we did get a cap, which really helped Edmonton's organization. But then we found out our cap scenario wasn't quite like other teams' cap scenarios because the Oilers maybe had to overspend to get the best players. Well, then they ended up drafting some of the best players during the rebuild, and now they're benefiting from that with contracts like this for Brown where they get a guy coming in on a $775,000 base. Um, we would have dreamt of getting opportunities to get players like that uh, you know, way back in the day. So it's gone for full circle. The team's expected to win, and when you have a good team and a chance to win and two of the world's best players, you do benefit once in a while. And we've seen that with Hyman. Kane and now Connor Brown, Speck. Yeah, I'm seeing the Leafs do the same thing now. You know, they're signing a couple of one-year deals here where they used to hand over the keys to the car to every free agent they could. Um, you know, now, there's listen, this is how the caps evolve. There's always going to be that Connor Brown who says, well, I can sign a four-year deal at three and a half or four, or I can sign a one-year deal, have a great year, and then go into free agency next year and get a lot richer. So, that guy is looking for a team on which he can a win and b shine you know he this is a big year for connor brown to pump up his value and that guy exists in a lot of different towns these days and, and edmonton is a target for that guy toronto was a target for that guy toronto's a cup contender evan is a cup contender 
Uh, it's amazing. It's the old story in the books, Bob. Winning solves all problems. Yes, it does. And, uh, Edmonton's winning, and they don't have a lot of the problems they used to have, do they? No. Uh, speaking of Toronto, <laughs> uh, it, it, by the way, uh, this day in Oilers history, Kevin McClelland was born. There is really no way to underscore how he supported those great Oilers teams of the 1980s. Uh, you wrote the book, Battle of Alberta. Some of Kevin uh, McClellan's teammates will say, pound for pound, he was the toughest oiler of that era. He certainly scored the biggest goal. And the reality is, yes, the NHL has changed. Maybe you don't necessarily need an entire line of guys that fight, but you still need some jam. You still need some balls, whatever you want to call yep. it. And Brad Treliving had a highly competitive approach to how Calgary was built. They had a bigger, heavier team, not just at the NHL level and the AHL. And I'm telling you, there's some folks in uh, Toronto that maybe don't quite understand what he's trying to do, but he has changed the DNA of the Maple Leafs. Hasn't he here over the last two or three days? Yeah, he has. He's doing what I think we we saw the whole in Dubas's game was that he built good regular season teams. Like there's no one can deny that. That's what Dubas did in Toronto, and he never managed to find figure out how to build a good playoff team. And Tree Living's coming in. You know, he's got his eye on on the way the game's played later on in, in the year. You know, a guy like Bertuzzi's a hard player to play against. I love that, and it's a one year deal like we just talked about. You know, I'm going to tell you that. I guess I'm going to ask ask you why you have to give a 36 year old Ryan Reeves a three year deal. Uh, that might be a little. Well, my guess is because game. somebody else was going to give him two. Well, maybe you know. Let's. And that's a fair one, Mark. That's a fair uh, one to question all day. Yeah, I like Ryan Reeves on my team. I don't know if I'm going to like him on my team at 38 and a half. You know, when he's that old, um, I'm not a big guy. You know this, Bob. Old heavyweights. Uh, they don't age well. They don't age well. <laughs> they don't. But what we're talking about is the Leafs getting a little harder. What did he say? We need more snot. Yes. That's what Tree Living said. I've never quite heard it put that way, but I think that very much defines what the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs require to get over the top here, and he seems to be ready to add it. Well, Tommy McPhee's infamous line, right? The guys I want on my team are the guys that come back to the uh, bench with snot in the side of their jerseys because that means they're in somebody's face or in the grill. So maybe that's sort of a paraphr- you know, paraphrasing that infamous line. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's circle back to the Edmonton Oilers a bit. Um, so we know uh the team isn't necessarily done but are they on a little bit hold right now because of two significant pending rfas evan bouchard as well as ryan mcleod at the end of the day are those two contracts going to decide whether edmonton carries 12 forwards or 13 forwards is that a possibility uh yes or or maybe to a lesser extent it, it might you know, it'll certainly those two contracts, Bob, will dictate whether or not you get to, you know, he gets to sign a fourth line center that we think's got a chance to really help, or whether he's picking up a a guy the equivalent of a Drake Kajula that that might help a little bit. You know, it's, it's what's how much money is going to get left over? You can't go all season with twelve forwards. Guys get hurt, and then who's coming up? Right? Who are your guys coming up? Lane Peterson. You know, Brad Malone, right? Who's coming up from the well, farm? Well, the first two call-ups, veteran-wise, for me, will be Lane Peterson and Drake Kajula at forward. 
assuming neither guy starts in Edmonton. Yeah. I think they're going to sign one more guy. Uh, but, you know, we got to watch how the situation plays out. It's interesting, Mark. Uh, Chris McFarland's the GM of the Colorado Avalanche. He gave Bowen Byram a two-year deal at like three point eight five yeah. million. That is going to have a little bit of effect on the Bouchard situation. And there was a belief that there may have been a team whispers of a team potentially offer sheeting Bowen Byram, and did that push the number up a bit for uh, Byram? Because you take a look at Bouchard. Bouchard's you know accomplished more to date with back-to-back forty-point seasons and leading all NHL defensemen in playoff scoring this year, despite only. Playing two rounds. Yeah, I want to say to you that if that was if that is true, and I don't know that it's true, but if that is true, and there's a team willing to that was talking about offer shooting Bowen Byron, then that next that same team is very likely moved right down the tracks to Evan Bouchard. Uh, if you're ready to offer shoot one of those guys, you're probably ready to offer shoot the other. Yeah. So you know, again, what people have to remember about offer sheets is the player needs to agree to move to that team. Generally speaking, the offer sheet comes from a bottom feeder team that has tons of cap space and all their draft picks, right? That's who usually, you don't see a top, right. you know, contending team offer an offer sheet. So, you know, I never got a chance to talk to Kyle Yamamoto, but I was told he was, he was, you know, very, he was a bit devastated to go from a Stanley Cup contender to Edmonton to Detroit, which is the 24th place team last year. Uh, if Evan Bouchard is presented with the opportunity to make his decision to go from the Edmonton Oilers to a team that finished in the deep 20s, I'm going to question whether he's, for whatever money, Bob, is he going to want to do that? I mean, the Evan Bouchard I know is probably looking to win a Stanley Cup here in Edmonton. Take your two-year deal, 3.6, 3.8, whatever it is. and Drive some the, numbers, being the yeah. full-time guy running a power yeah. play. I mean, it's realistically, money, Mark, if he probably, runs that power play all year, he's probably a 60-point scorer next season. Oh, no question. All right? So, no question. Two years at 60 points, and now you become a free agent. You're a, you know, you're an $8.5 million defenseman. Well, you dollars. would be one year before free agency if you signed a two-year deal. Sportsnet spec Mark Spector joining us. Bob Stoffer with you in orders now. Philip Broberg spec. Um, you know what? A lot of people saw the benefit of Ekholm with Bouchard down the stretch, final 20 games. The Oilers were the ninth-best defensive team in the NHL after they acquired Matthias Ekholm. Uh, we've talked a bit. Can you play Nurse with Broberg and Ekholm and Bouchard together? What if you went the other way? Yeah. What if you went Ekholm and Broberg and played Nurse with Bouchard? What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, certainly there's, you know, the one school of thought would be Bob Look at the job Ekholm did with Bouchard. Look at how favorable it was for a young player trying to build confidence to play with, with that player. So, you know, now maybe you say to yourself, okay, Bouchard is just, you know, he's built his confidence. He's running a power play. He's taken a big step. Why don't we try it again with the next young guy? Like, I, I think that particularly a couple of Swedish guys, I, if I'm trying to get the most out of Philip Broberg, and it's important to me to develop this player this season. Uh, I suspect that he would develop very well next to Matthias Ekholm. I, I love the idea, man. I think it's a great idea. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, I well, I think we got to know where we're at with Broberg, so Broberg's got to play. I mean, it might mean that Vincent DeHarnay starts the season sort of as the seventh defenseman, but I think we need to know where we're at. All right, Mark, uh, this is going to be uh, the final hit of this season. Now, do you still have your golf tournament coming up? I do indeed. Uh, July 26th at the Quarry. We're 
just about sold out. I think there's a couple of spots left, not many. All right, how do people get involved in that? Uh, you can go to markspectorgolfclassic.com and find out uh, all the buttons are there to uh, press to find yourself a foursome in the tournament. Uh, I would like to say we've got a couple of really interesting auctions coming up here that I will be pushing on Twitter in the next couple of weeks. It's a uh, uh, foursome and a dinner with uh, Jay Woodcroft, foursome in the tournament, nice dinner with Jay Woodcroft at Vivo's Restaurante, which is always a fun night, three hours of talking to the coach. And uh, you like this, Bob Evander Kane reached out and wanted to help. And he will do a, uh, a, meet, a meet and greet at the morning skate tour of the dressing room and uh, take us to the game that night. So we're going to auction those off pretty quick uh, on the Sports, Natru- uh, Sports Central site. Just watch my Twitter. I'll direct everybody there. And uh, you get a chance to spend some time with Evander Kane and Jay Woodcroft if you like to. Well, cultivate those relationships, Spec. I am indeed. I am indeed, my friend. <laughs> Listen, a couple of guys looking to help out the community in town here. Uh, you got to love it. Evander Kane, I got to say, when just came out of the blue and said, hey, how do I help? You know, so I thought that was very kind of him. Yeah, we're, it's been a bit of a reoccurring theme here with Evander Kane since coming to Edmonton. You know, there were yeah. some people that criticized the Oilers going down that path. And uh, I'd say, you know, I mean, he wasn't the same player after suffering, which would have had to have been a psychologically very difficult injury to get over. Uh, but that said, you know, he's he's when he fought Brady Kachuk, like within a couple games of coming back, Mark, I'm like, what the hell are you doing, right? And, and it was a good tilt, like, and Brady's legit too. I mean, that, that had me a little bit nervous. All right, just as just as we wrap up this hit, Mark, when we look back at the 2022-23 season, how would you assess it overall uh, from an Oilers perspective, from your your opinion? Well, I think I, I equate the Oilers as a team to sort of a, a really good young player, Bob, and a good young player never ascends in a straight line. You know, sure, we saw the Oilers go to round three, and we said, okay, now you got to go to round four, and guess what, right? <laughs> you know, it didn't go the way you wanted it to go. So I see, I see an Oilers team that is going through what Tampa went through. They're going through what Colorado. Remember, Colorado went through it. Boy, they tried and tried and tried yep. before they won. They're going through what the old Detroit Red Wings went through, uh, a shorter period of time, but the Edmonton Oilers of, of yore went through it. And that's where Edmonton is. And I think they're further down that path. Uh, they're a lot closer to a Stanley Cup today than they were two years ago. I think this is a team that it's not going to be unfair, Bob, for us to expect this team to make it to a Stanley Cup this season. I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's placing too high of expectations. And the Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, I know, uh, Connor McDavid is ready to win here, pal. He is ready to win. And I think you're going to see a, a, even even a more focused player this season. And I'm not sure how that's going to happen, but that's what I think we're going to see. Again, Mark, tell people how to, uh, if they want to get involved in your golf tournament. We'll go to uh, markspectorgolfclassic.com, my friend, and sportscentral.org if you want to learn a little bit about Sports Central. We're helping 10,000 kids a year get on a bike, get into sports equipment. And this is our 10th annual, Bob. So I told the guys at our meeting the other day, I'm good for the first 10 uh, Mark Spector Golf Classics, and then it's going to turn into the Bob Stoffer Golf Classic. Yeah, okay that's not, that? no, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I wish right? you, I wish you the best. You know, you know. I mean, I I very rarely attend golf tournaments. You know that I do about two a year or three a year. So mm-hmm. I wish you the best of luck with it, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll see you back in the fall. Okay. All right. 
Thanks for having me, Bobby. You Every bet. Great summer, everybody. Yeah, there you go. That's Mark Spector. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. All right, when we come back, we're actually going to blast through some of your texts and get to the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown. It's 12.52 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It is 12.54 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott uh, is out at Edmonton Elks, which means... We don't really have to talk too much about Edmonton Elks. That was a tough game on Friday night. Well, they get seven points and two road games so far. Now they got to play the Riders this week, playing two teams coming off of buys. Um, I was wrong. I, I thought the Elks were going to beat Ottawa. They didn't. And uh, one thing that did not help Edmonton's situation. And unfortunately, there's a limit of options as to what the Elks could do. Uh, There is a cap put on, a salary cap put on management and coaching. And there is some dispute as to whether or not Len Rhodes is part of this in his role as president of the Elks. I tend to believe that he may have had some input. And that was a, the Eskimos organization for a while was the standard uh, of the CFL, but also the evil empire in the eyes of many. I had concerns as far back as the mid-2000s as to what would happen when a salary management system went in place, because for years, the Eskimos basically bought Hamilton and Saskatchewan's Canadian free agencies. They kind of used those organizations as feeder systems and uh, farm teams, and then just outbid them. And all of the advantages, it's it's hard to believe when I think of being a 16- or 17-year-old kid going to Eskimos games in the early 1980s, early to mid-80s, and there would be 55,000 fans at Commonwealth Stadium. And you knew that you had an organization. They won five great cups from 78 to 82. A couple of those seasons, the Eskimos were lights out, like 14-1-1. One and one. And they had the best players. Uh, they had the best Canadians, they had the best Americans, they had Warren Moon. Um, had some pretty good teams in the early to mid-2000s. Won the Grey Cup in 2015. They're in, they're in a tough situation right now. Uh, 
because of some prior cap challenges on the coaching and management side, they probably needed a general manager who was capable of coaching and possibly being a coordinator. And it has not resulted in success to date this season. I'm I'm a, a little bit taken aback at sort of how challenged the offense has been. And I got news for you. Because of this cap on management and coaching, not just on the players, the salary management system came in at about 06. The management on the managers and coaching that has come in has been over the last three or four years. It has really put the Elks in the tough spot. And nobody in the CFL is feeling sorry for them. No one. A lot of the other markets are enjoying it. Will they make the playoffs 33, 34 years in a row? It's a, It could be a tough go here. I mention this because the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to James H. Brown. Trent Brown was a two-time CFL All-Star. He won a great cup with the Eskimos in 1993. It's got to be killing him. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, the Leafs don't get it. Their core is soft. They can bring in whoever they want. If their core has zero pushback, it won't change. The Oilers' big boys have that. Tampa has that. Pittsburgh have that. The Leafs don't. Uh, Bouchard's numbers, by the way, were good before uh, they got Matias Ekholm. Bouchard would definitely help Darnell Nurse because he would be making all of the puck plays. That is an interesting perspective to have. We have Xavier Borgo coming up at 105. We're going to get into some Ken Holland today at uh, about 115. And we will also get to more of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Darcy McLeod, a.k.a. Woodguy. This is going to be a somewhat controversial session. He says Jay Woodcroft underutilized Ryan McLeod in the playoff series against Vegas, and it played a factor in a tight series in the Oilers' demise. He's coming up in the second hour of the show as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.